Hey, hey, we're your hosts. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Jonathan. And we believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give to yourself is the gift of wholeness through integrating all aspects of what it means to be human. And in this podcast, we're bringing you insight, information, and inspiration to move from a stressful to stress-free life. Your journey to becoming even healthier and happier starts right now. Welcome to Wellness Theory, the podcast. So welcome to today's show, everyone, and we're excited to be introducing you to our guest today, Tanya Ray. Tanya is a mother of two children, an author and life transformation coach. Tanya is also the visionary for her own uh, women's ministry named Fearfully and Wonderfully Made Women Arise, which is a ministry for healing and restoration. She has her own podcast as well, which is called Choosing You with Tanya Ray, where she has interviews about taking women on a journey of healing and restoration, women empowerment, how to find their true identity, value, and full potential. So welcome to the show, Tanya. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. <laughs> hey, it's awesome to, to have you here. I'm really excited to have this conversation. So I know you and Jonathan have connected before, but this is the first time I think we're going to go deep into your story and your background. But before we do, do you want to just introduce yourself a little bit, just briefly where you are, where you're from, what you're up to in the world? Okay. My name is Tanya Ray. Again, I am a mother of two children. I have two grandchildren. Um, I right now reside in the city of Chicago in like the um, western suburb area of Chicago. Um, again, I am an author. I uh, started my own life coaching business last year. Um, I'm also um, I'm in ministry. <laughs> I serve in ministry where I've taught several Christian education classes and uh, that's pretty much pretty much it that I can tell right now <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's way more to it than that but we'll yes. find out <laughs> definitely absolutely so what we what we want to know what our listeners would like to know a bit more about you your background your story like how you got to where you are now and any kind of like pivotal moments challenges that you've had along the way that like mentally physically emotionally that have really helped develop you into the person you are now Mm-hmm. All right. So pretty much, um, well, you know, just as, you know, growing up as a child in the city of Chicago, on the west side of Chicago, growing up, um, pretty much I'll just, you know, jump right in from high school days. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was a, a teenager in my sophomore year of high school. Um, and my mom, uh, you know, I ended up going into a maternity school. So I was trying to raise a son, you know, while in high school, thank God, you know, I had the help of my mother and my grandmother um, to help out with that. Um, But, you know, um, once I had um, finished going to maternity school and I tried to go back to the regular high school, I, um, they didn't want to move me on to my junior year. So I kind of just got discouraged and I pretty much just like started hanging out, you know, with people and stuff like that and got discouraged and ended up dropping out of high school. Um, I went, I ended up getting my high school diploma later on in life, like in my, I think I was in my forties. I ended up doing an online course and got my high school. But just the thing is that, you know, throughout my life without having that diploma, I experienced so many consequences losing. I lost, you know, working temporary jobs and I ended up losing jobs because I didn't have, you know, they wanted to hire me. I ended up losing jobs because I didn't have a high school diploma and stuff like that. So I, you know, I was w- working like little 
jobs here and there. And, you know, by the age 21, I had, then I had two children. So I'm trying to raise two children, you know, on the income that I, I was having. So like I said, going from job to job, you know, never, you know, getting a steady career. So I think at a point I went into um, the medical field. I went to school to become a, a certified medical assistant and I worked in a medical field for like uh, 16 years. So just, you know, throughout my life, I was one of the women that, I mean, I experienced some, some abuse as a child. Um, and then, you know, just in uh, with my uh, children's father, I experienced like, you know, being in domestic violence relationships and stuff like that. So, you know, right now that kind of just lead me to what I'm doing now. Uh, I was called into ministry uh, at age, I think I was 21 when I got into start serving in ministry up under the leadership of uh, Bishop Jeff Davis. So I learned a lot about ministry up under him and how to serve in ministry and stuff like that. And that's why I got into teaching classes and stuff like that. Um, so, and then, um, you know, one year God just spoke to me about starting you know, starting a women's ministry, you know, and just bringing women in and ministering them, to, you know, just, you know, I felt like God was giving me a ministry of healing and restoration, you know, because, you know, understanding that a lot of times when there's brokenness going on in someone's life, it's, it's like healing from the inside out. So I, you know, I just had a desire to minister to women on that type of level. So here in the city of Chicago, I did uh, several women's conferences that ministered to those needs of the women. Um, so pretty much, you know, and I ministered to them from my own personal experiences that, that I went through, you know, abuse as a, you know, as a child and abuse, you know, in relationships and stuff like that. I mean, just pretty much at that time, I, you know, when I was dealing with all that, I pretty much just didn't know who I was, you know, and I was, I walked around, you know, with low self-esteem, you know, you know, just stepping in and everything in my life until, you know, when I got in, you know, I really started, I mean, because I grew up in church, but then at some point I got, a, I kind of just like not fully went away, but I just started getting, in, you know, doing a lot of other things. You know, I never got into drugs or, you know, drinking or anything like that, but I used to just started partying and doing a lot of that stuff that kind of pulled me away for a little while, but then I came back when I came back and that's when I ended up going into the ministry. And I think that's when my life really began to change because I started seeing my life from a different view, you know, and just beginning to understand who I was. So pretty much <laughs> that was my life. So, and I would say that, um, you know, working in the medical field, it was, I'll, I'll tell the honest, the truth. Um, when I started working in the medical field, I had I had a college diploma before I had a high school diploma. <laughs> you know, people ask me that all the time. How did you do that? And I tell them, I say, I it just happened. I was like, I registered for the school and they let me in. So I had, and I got end up like I told you, I end up getting my high school diploma in uh, like age forty. So and then also in my life, I went through a experience of kidney failure, where um, I dealt. I was diagnosed with diabetes in ninety six. And I, I dealt with, I mean, I, you know, had some terrible um, situations with diabetes where diabetes almost took my life. So I ended up getting a double transplant 
2013. So, yeah, um, just going through that and a lot of the other things, you know, and now that, you know, like I said, that caused me, I mean, to go, you know, just move forward in life uh, with my, a new, you know, mindset is a, a very important thing to me because I realized that my mindset had to change about things, even about, you know, even regarding my health. So in that um, last year, I decided last year to come away from the medical field. And that's when I started doing life coaching. So I right now what, what I'm doing is um, I, teach a, I teach a class um, at a life trans, uh, trans, transformation um, housing program for women. I do teaching and mentoring there. Right Amazing. Now, I love so much how you have gone through all of those very stressful times, moments, often traumatic, clearly as well. <laughs> and yet you've come through at the other side and just being this beautiful person of service. Like there's nothing more than we love to, to, to hear these stories, to, to obviously be able to connect to somebody like you, Tanya, because it's it can be hard, right? When you're in that real stressful or traumatic experience that that there is a kind of light at the end of the tunnel and it's really hard to sometimes see that so mm -hmm. with um you mentioned that you got your high school diploma at, at 40 that just really resonated with me because I remember my mum going back to to school um to do her nursing at the age of 40 um mm -hmm. she just come out of a pretty intense relationship with my dad at the time um, mm -hmm. And it was just her just suddenly owning her, herself. And, and it was like, <laughs> it was a big like, kind of statement, I think, for her in many ways. And it was, mm -hmm. it was incredible to, to, to obviously witness um, and to, to have that as a role model. But I'm curious to know, like, what, what caused you to, to persist and keep going for that high school diploma? Because a lot of people would just give up, right? Why, why yeah. did you stay going after it? Well, I mean, I was working, like I said, you know, I kept experience like I was working on one job uh, and it was a temporary job. They wanted to hire me uh, permanently and they ended up letting me go because I had said to them on my application that I had my diploma okay. and I didn't and I didn't have proof so that I ended up getting let go for that. So it was just more of losing good. I, I wanted to make money. I need to make more money. I want to make more, you know, I was looking for jobs, trying to make more money because again, I had two children I had to take care of. And so it was for me to keep, you know, I kept losing the job or being turned down for jobs because I didn't have. So one day I just say, you know what? And I had earlier sometime I had tried going to get my GED. It took the test on, and I missed it by a couple of points. And then I just got discouraged. Yeah. Then, you know, like I said, constantly steady experience, experiencing that, you know, not getting a job, losing the job. So I was like, you know what? You got to find a way because now I got two children I, I'm taking care of. I'm trying to work a full-time job. So it was kind of hard. So when I moved to the area where I live at now, I happened to be in a library and they had this sign that was like, online high school program. I was like, yes, <laughs> that's it. That's for me. And I signed, you know, I went ahead and signed up for it. So I, I was able to do the course and, you know, at my own pace, Fantastic. I had like a year and a half to finish the course. Nice. Nice. So I love that. I, end up getting. I think it's brilliant. You know, when you, you have so many signals kind of from God, from the universe, whatever our listeners are 
believing in at this point it's neither here or there but we get these signals right we get these signals and it's like okay how many more times am I going to be let go or have a door shut or or until I change or until I actually take matters into my own hands and actually do something like you did or follow through on which is incredible um Mm -hmm. why um do you think you really really leaned into kind of a, a life of service um in that that medical field was the medical field just really a, a great opportunity and more money at the time for your circumstance or was it actually something that's always been within you to just show up and serve it was something that was I would say something that was in me from a child I was you know always you know how you have your dream you say I'm gonna grow up and be this so I used to always say I wanted to be a nurse so I was telling one day I was telling someone and they was like, you know, before you go directly into the field, how about start off here and see how you like it. So that what caused me to go, you know, into the medical you know, medical field. I went to school for being a medical assistant. Nice. So, awesome. Yeah. That's great. I want to I want to touch on what you mentioned about um, you mentioned earlier about changing your mindset. It's one thing you really realized that that was so important for you to do to obviously start achieving what you wanted wanted to achieve but what I would love to know is what does that look like what did that look like for you so first of all what did changing your mindset mean to you and also how did you do that like what did you do to change your mindset into something that's more resourceful so you so you show up in the way you do now Mm -hmm. well I, I pretty much would say God had a lot to do with that and you know just really getting you know just going through the different situations in my life, the bad relationships, and, you know, just the, the, the in general, all the experiences that I've gone through. And then, um, well, the pastor, the church that I had went up under at the time, I kind of grew up with him. So I knew him before he started pastoring, and some of my family was there. We all, we kind of was all going to another church, and then he started pastoring his own church. But just as I, you know, I got up under him, you know, submitted under his uh, leadership and just as I began to learn you know as he taught through the word of God and stuff like that and I just began to learn you know looking at my life and I'm just like okay my life cannot keep going this way you know I, I know I want better for myself so as you know just studying the word of God and you know going there and learning and stuff like that my that's when my mindset started to change I started to see myself different you know and I'm like I begin to tell myself you know you deserve better than this you don't deserve to be treated this way and stuff like that so and then I had you know I had my I had two kids to take care of so at, at the time it was it I, I have to tell you guys this is this is so funny because it was in the moment that I was out with one of one of my best child you know she's my childhood friend um we were out one night at a club and I was just sitting there and I knew it was something different about me because I was the one that used to like to go out and party. But this one night that we were out and I, and I just began to tell her, I wasn't enjoying myself. And I told her, I said, you know what? I said, I don't, I don't want to be here. I said, I don't, I feel like I'm not supposed to be here. And she was like, why? And I told her, I said, I don't know. I say, I said, I think I'm going to leave, but she wanted to stay. So I ended up leaving her there and I, and I left. And, and from that point, I just never went back. I never went back. I my mindset just changed from there. I never went back to the club, and from that very moment, that's when things began to change in my life. That's so. I just so feel like something that was going on inside, you know, 
that see, caused me to you know make that decision to you know not look back at that life anymore it's so interesting because we've noticed that's a pa- that's a pattern i mean i think for sure it was a pattern with us um in mm-hmm. terms of the things that we used to surround ourselves with just didn't sync up anymore it just didn't feel right but also with the mm-hmm. clients that we work with i literally had a client probably about two weeks ago it was pretty much say the exact same thing that you just said so she's 21 living in saudi arabia she was out with her friends hanging out um there was a a musician playing and this kind of thing and suddenly she was like um I'm not enjoying it as much as I used to be like what's wrong with me and it's like there's nothing wrong with you like it's okay all that's happening is is you're growing in different ways it doesn't mean you're never going to enjoy musicians and hanging out with your friends again it just means maybe you need to learn to navigate that in a different way um Mm -hmm. so that you can continue to grow and continue on your own path because it's not always going to be the same as our friends so kudos to you for actually you know stepping up and and following your own path because that's not always Mm -hmm. easy to do when we have these external influences is it right yeah I mean it was like at that time you know even at that moment because I didn't realize what was taking place at my life then because Mm -hmm. I was one that never was interested in reading reading you know I was in in church at the time but I was still doing doing you know going out and stuff like that but at that moment I just started having this great interest in reading the bible stuff like that was something I never never desired to do but all of a sudden that urge to read has started happening to me and that's why I say when I was there with her I was like you know what I don't feel like I need to be here I'm supposed to be here and and at that moment once I made that decision immediately that's when I felt like God was leading me into ministry immediately right right after that so (laughs) nice it's so powerful when we start listening to these little signals the universe is sending us and start to take action on it instead of ignore them and that's what that feeling is when something that used to feel good and used to feel Mm -hmm. right no longer feels right that's a signal say okay maybe it's time to shift change it up a bit (laughs) like you know move um like you know kind of move to a to to another level and that's pretty much what you did you took you 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 listened to that signal you took you took took it on board and you took action on it and that's awesome and i love it kind of like you're you bring it back to your whole message of choosing you because you mentioned earlier about you had your kids to think about there but one thing that you said was to be able to help your kids there you you had to make those changes yourself you had to change your mindset you had to choose you to be able to help you to help your children and that's so powerful because so many people lose themselves and thinking i've got to sacrifice everything for my children and for this but in actual mm-hmm. fact it's you've done that work on yourself so you show up for other people including your children in a much yes. better resourceful way so what i want kind of to know is about this whole message around choosing you like tell us more about why it's so important to embrace who it is that you are um you know because a lot of times we live we we live our lives through the lenses of everybody else you know how other you know we sometimes we can live in the image of somebody that we're not and you know we become people pleasers doing things just for people to like us or you know just we're burning ourselves out you know trying to do things for people and a lot of time you end up being taken advantage of or you being mistreated some type of way and, you know, because I was a person that had like low self-esteem, you know, not knowing who I was until, you know, I, even while, when I was in the church, I experienced some things inside while I was in the church. So 
And that, you know, I begin to say, you know, after a lot of experiences that I had, I say, you know what? It's time for me to start choosing choosing me now. It's time for me to start because I'm like at this point when you know when I wrote the book, I'm like my my children are grown, and now I can live the life that I want to live. Now it's time for me to start choosing the life that I want, choosing you know living life on my own terms because you know you know especially you know growing up as a child, you had to live by somebody else's terms and their rules and stuff like that. I said now. I have a chance to live on my own terms. I get to live like how I want to live and do the things that I want to do. So, you know, a lot of that came came from that, um, you know, just not, you know, learning about, and that was the whole thing of me really getting to know who I, who I was. Because how how can you choose you when you don't really know who who you are, you know? But I had to I had to get to know that. And that was like the first chapter in my in my book. It's called discovering you, you know, discovering you and discovering your purpose. So I began to discover who I was. And that's how I was able to move forward in life and seeing myself. And that, you know, it, the Bible tells us to see ourselves the way God sees us. So when I began doing that, that's why I was able to begin choosing myself. I was like, you know what, I'm no longer because sometimes we can give too much people and I was you know I'm not doing that anymore you know I'm I had to learn the power of no saying no to people because I you know it was like you're afraid to say no because you're afraid of being rejected or people are gonna dislike you but I I made that mistake of doing all of that you know and I remember when I got in ministry uh, my pastor at the time he told me he said don't try to fit in with everybody else you're different you know, he said, you're different. And I didn't, and I didn't grab it then. I kind of grabbed that later on down the line and that, you know, came back up to me. And I was like, when, you know, I had to experience a couple of things before I really got the concept of what he meant by it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So and that's when I began to step out. <laughs> how does someone start discovering who they are then? In, in in what you teach and what you deliver like if somebody's listening to this episode and they're really resonating with your story you know where where do they start if they feel like you know they've been on this turbulent path but they've finally got the capacity um to to do this inner work for whatever mm -hmm. reason whether it's courage whether it's time whether it's resource they're finally able to to step into this what would you say to somebody that's just starting to figure this stuff out right you know, even with me as a as a life coach, and when with clients and stuff like that, I take them to a step. And the first thing I do, I take them back to their childhood. Because sometimes that's a point where in your childhood you deal with trauma and a lot of stuff like that. And we sense we seem to uh lose ourselves. So it was like for me to go back and deal with some things from my childhood and say, okay, where did you lose yourself at? You know, who did you want to be? back then you know and like I, I tell them I say you know a lot of times we've been conditioned to be somebody that we're not we haven't had a chance to really seek who we wanted to be so it it took me doing that looking at my life looking at the you know like like I said what I, I dreamed to become and stuff like that but it was just knowing myself from the inside out you know just seeing you know seeing myself seeing my value seeing my work that's when, when I talk about discovering who you are that's what I mean. I had to, I had to get to understand that. I think those those concepts are so overlooked 
in personal mm-hmm. development right now there's a lot obviously out in terms of in the, in the industry and in personal development in terms of self-improvement healing um transformation there's a lot of talk about being positive and that this is how we're supposed to be well and this is the only way but there's not enough people talking and, and this is obviously my opinion about the deeper rooted things like beliefs like our values so that we know who we are and what we stand for because like you said if we don't we're always going to live on somebody else's authority mm-hmm for me um, I realized I was about 25 I think 25 26 <laughs> give or take a few years <laughs> I'm losing my timeline here um, and I realized I was like well I've been, how did I get here I just questioned because I because I got to a point emotionally I was completely just depleted I was I was down and out basically and I got to this point where I was like how did I even get here? Like, and that was kind of my wake up call as to what life am I living? Why am I living like this? It wasn't a horrible life necessarily because all, you know, mm-hmm. been, been through and thought I'd moved on from all the like traumatic turbulent times growing up and these kinds of things. But the reality was I'd fallen into my career. I'd fallen into opportunities. And like mm-hmm. I said, they weren't all bad, but they weren't on my terms they weren't me calling the shots and it took a long while I think like you've said to, to really figure out well, who, who am I then without mm-hmm. all of this who am right. I and I think beliefs and values and and our condition what we've absorbed from everybody else is a very 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 powerful place to start so so thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. what would you say to somebody who's listening um who is a little bit cautious about doing this work maybe they're a bit nervous or a bit fearful about what it is they might find when they go to look at what they value because one of the things i've noticed is that sometimes people they genuinely don't think they value anything or, or the, the, their beliefs that they hold mm-hmm. are just like they're not not worthy to even have them like that they don't mean anything so what would mm-hmm. you say to somebody that's in that headspace well i first like to say that a lot of times when that happens, it, it's because of experience. Mm-hmm. You know, people have experienced things that they, you know, they just don't want to look back at. And those are things, sometimes it's things that they haven't healed from. Because yeah. when you start looking back at, you know, maybe you have to go back from ch- to your childhood, mm-hmm. but those is some things about your life that you have to go back to a- address mm-hmm. in order to really see, you know, who, who you are. And, but it's, and like I said, you got to know that it may strike some, up some pain in you, but it's better for you to address it because if you don't, if you don't address what's hurting you, it's going to continue to rule over you. You know, it's a, if you don't deal with your pain, your pain is going to deal with you. (laughs) So it's best to go back and address those issues in order to, you know, to heal from and be able to move on with life. Because if you don't, you'll find yourself and continue being stuck in life not really knowing who you are, how how you're supposed to be treated, because that was one of the things that happened to me that, you know, because I was in places and, you know, just growing up in school where I was one of the kids that was being talked about and stuff like that, you know, people and tried to embarrass me and stuff like that. So I couldn't see who I was. All I can see was what was said to me. So, cause you know, they said sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt words do hurt yeah <laughs> they do hurt and they and they do stick with us so a lot of that was me growing up you know just hearing those things and that would cause me to stop seeing myself or who I was you know all I could see was what was said about me 
So a lot of that takes place too. Then we have to be, you know, learn how to start removing those thoughts and, and begin seeing yourself for who you really are. But like I said, most time it's going to take you going back and addressing some things and re realizing where um, I had a client that I told her, I said, you know what, where did that, you know, she was saying some things about not knowing who she was. And I said, well, cause she was dealing with some issues. And I said, well, what, why, what made you feel that way about yourself? And she said, because of people, people used to talk about me and she became like, was ashamed of herself. And I, and I say, well, I say, now it's time for you to see yourself differently. You know what I'm saying? People, people call you ugly or whatever, whatever, you know, but you have to, you have to know that you're beautiful. You know, you know, I began telling her that and trying to build her. It's about building your self-confidence up, you know, your, you know, knowing what you were, knowing what you value, though it's going to take you going back and understanding that you're not, because we have to realize that we are not what happened to us. That's not who we are. You know, our past doesn't define who we are. Well, so that's absolutely. why we have to go back and address address some issues that happen. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Definitely. Well, one thing one thing we've noticed with a lot of um, individuals is when they focus on their personal growth, they really kind of it starts to create this ripple effect in the world where they want to actually contribute more basically like what you're doing now like like your your, your service and you're giving back uh, from what you've experienced um, in your life so what i want to ask you is what impact do you think that it will have on the world when people start to rise up and start to choose themselves and find out who they actually are i i feel like um once you rise up and really begin choosing you and figuring out who you are, I think that that's when you can really start living your best life, you know, because um, it, it, in my experience, I felt like it was the best thing that could ever, ever happen. You know, I don't feel um, weighed down no more. You know, just I say you have to learn your weak, your, you know, they say your strengths and your weaknesses, right? And once you learn those and you begin to operate in them, but the areas that you weaken, you start building on those areas to build yourself up because you, a lot of people don't know how to choose themselves, you know, because they've lived so long letting others choose for them. They don't know how to do that, but it's like, you got to start asking yourself, what do I want out of life? What do I want to do? What are the things that make me feel happy and alive? You know, that's what choosing you is about getting to know those things that because those what makes you happy is a part of who who you are you know not and i got you know i think i said before jonathan when we talked i said our happiness shouldn't be contingent on somebody else's you know it shouldn't be based on somebody else coming along and making us happy but i feel like once you can begin uh choosing you seeing what you want out you know envision the life that you want and start going out of it, it you will begin to start feeling more alive within yourself and that that becomes contagious as well doesn't it like <laughs> i'm i'm gonna put i'd put money on it not really a gambling person but i put money on it that when you started to to feel more alive and just doing what you're doing and, and choosing you essentially did you start to mm -hmm. magnetize more like-minded people in, in your direction obviously people that for you to serve but did you also start to attract more like-minded people um not i would say not right away because there you know that's another area that i had to really look at because mm -hmm. sometimes 
we need to look at the people that's in our circle, the people around us, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes some, there are some people in our life that's keeping us down, yeah. you know, from really being who we really, because you have people that want to, don't want to see you do better. They, you know, they want to keep seeing, seeing you living a low life. They don't want to see you to come up higher and succeed in life and stuff like that. Um, you know, I had to begin looking at a lot of that. I had to begin looking at friends and stuff like that. Um, I read a book sometime, I think sometime last year, early last year, about relational intelligence, you know, and just how, you know, about how we categorize the people in our life. And it caused me to really start looking at the people. And I, I had got an understanding that what you spend time with is what you become. So if you're spending your time around negative people, then guess what? That's what you're going to become. You know, if they're carrying negative mindsets and you continue to be around them, it's going to, it's going to transform onto you and you'll be walking around that same way. So I had to take a look at a lot of that. And, uh, you know, some people walked away and some people, I just had to cut off myself in order for my life to move in the direction that I wanted it to go. How did you do that? Because it sounds perfect on paper I know you obviously went through a big learning process and obviously dealt with some of your own personal um circumstances around this but there'll be people that are listening to this that could totally resonate they know that they're in a negative environment they know that things need to change they know they need to start saying no they know they need to start choosing themselves and their environment but they they struggle to to make that move and to make that decision so Mm -hmm. so what do you say to somebody like that it's definitely a sacrifice, but you've got to know that that's what you want for yourself. And then you, because a lot of times we won't make the choice because we're worried about how people are going to feel or we're going to worry about hurting others' feelings. But you know that this is the best choice that you need to make for yourself that to remove these people out of your life. If you want, you desire to move forward in life and do, and do something different, it's a sacrifice that's got to be made. And whether it's hurting, so I mean, you're not intentionally want to hurt someone's feeling, but to that point, if you want better, you have to make that choice to do it. Yeah. And you know, and understand that some people may understand that you, you know, um, each you know, in, individually, our lives may be going in two separate different you know directions. Some people will understand it, and some people won't. But those that don't understand it, you, I mean, you have to keep moving on. You know, they may never get it, but you can't waste your time trying to keep, you know, getting them to understand why and holding on to them, you know, to get them to understand that you just got to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Life is fluid. And sometimes we try and hold on often too long and too much. And that creates mm-hmm. even more internal struggle and it reinforces old stories. And then we kind of get stuck there. So I always find if we focus less on the lack and what we're going to lose and focus on more of what we're going to gain and also what they're going to gain because you're going to be no good to somebody in a friendship or relationship if you feel like you're holding back and closing off even for the other person I think there's a lot to um a lot to benefit them when we're just honest and we you know Mm -hmm. we accept that our lives are going in different directions I know Jonathan and I have obviously been through this on our journeys as well in terms of you know changing our social circles uh family members being on board with certain things and not and the way that we think about things and how much time you then spend in different scenarios and this kind of thing and this it's had its challenges isn't it absolutely it's like it's one of the biggest thing that i learned which is you have no control uh, over how people think feel or act 
you only have control mm-hmm. how, over how you think, feel, and act. So you've Absolutely. got to place that focus on you. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you, you, if you keep worrying about what other people think about you or worry about if you've offended anyone or if you've annoyed anyone, you're going to live a life of constant worry and suffering. It's like, don't, you could say the right thing and you'll annoy someone. Mm-hmm. You could say the wrong thing and you'll annoy someone. So either way, mm-hmm. it's not about you, it's about them. And that's, I think the more people can understand that, that it's how people react to you is not a reflection of you, it's a reflection of them. And it's important for you to focus on you. And Mm -hmm. as long as what you're doing is serving your your values, your needs and serving, obviously, the the greater good as well, what more can you Mm do? (laughs) Right. I understand that, you know, when we allow people to control our emotions, you know, um, and we allow, you know, we be so worried about how they feel. I understand that that's when we give them power over us. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're afraid to make that decision because of how how they're gonna feel. You know, it's and like you said, to say to your audience, you have to begin taking that power back. You have to rise above that. You know, and let people feel how they're gonna feel when it comes to your life. You know, because you can't sacrifice the things that you want out of your life because of somebody's feelings you know you can you, you just can't do that you have to make that you have to make that step and you know but understand that a lot of time it when we talk about people you know understanding people it's not about it may you may not need to completely remove them out of their life but you may need to put them in a di- different category where yeah. you're not spending so much time with them. yeah you you get what i'm saying so so it's, it's, that's a decision to have to make where you have to really take a look and see, well, who do I need to keep close and who do I need to kind of put back on the back burner? Because, it, and one thing I understand when it comes to friends, and, and it may not just be friends, it may be family too, that the people in our lives are supposed to add to us and not take, you know, they said to be an asset to us and not be a liability, you know? So they should be adding to, if you got people in your life that's adding to you, that's encouraging you and pushing you to do all that you want to do or be in your life, those are the ones you need to hold on to. But when you get those that constantly pulling you down, draining you, they just only want to take from you and you never can get nothing back. You know, they always just want you to keep pouring and encouraging them. Those are the ones you need to watch out for. You kind of may need to put them on the back burner. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for highlighting that because it's not just about cutting people off, right? Because we can get we can be so extreme, I think, aren't we, as human beings? And especially when there's external pressures to we've got to be all in or all out. It's like, no, there can be some middle ground. So um, I, I love that you highlighted that. It's perfect. So so Tanya, um, this is a question that we tend to ask most of our guests that come on the show. So we're curious to know your answer to this question, which is in the last say five years or so what new belief behavior habits most improved your life uh within the last five years from my experience like i said it's been the whole mindset things you know even during the whole pandemic i just i had a lot of growth just within Mm -hmm. my mind where i just began to think different about a lot of things Mm -hmm. so and it makes me it it caused me to feel more positive about life you know, when I begin to see things from a different perspective, you know, mm. and I've, I've learned even more about myself during, during those times. So it, that I have to say it was my mindset, you mm. know, then, and, you know, I tell people about 
when you're renewing your mind, you know, renewing your thoughts, I said, that's, it's not a one day process. It's, that's something that can happen throughout life. So yeah, it, it was definitely the mindset thing for me. Absolutely. I saw a, a meme recently and it was, uh, Usain Bolt and he said it took him four years to figure out how to run in in nine seconds in his races and like smash it in nine seconds he said and people mm-hmm. give up after like two months thinking that they don't get any results obviously that was in the, the fit like in the physical side of fitness that he was referring mm-hmm. to but it's it's true what you're saying so many people are looking for these quick fixes this overnight stuff these quick affirmations mm-hmm. and then we're done right no that's mm-hmm. not how right. it works right <laughs> it's taken us how many years to get here it's gonna take mm-hmm. some time let's have some patience with ourselves and be kind along the way right there's only certain things can happen in the, in a matter of a moment but some things it's a process <laughs> yeah exactly Exactly, absolutely. And sometimes obviously that that process might start well. You might it might be a bit bumpy along the way. You might find out what you what worked last month didn't happen to work this month, but might work again next month. And the the key is it's it's just to keep persistent, you know, consistent with it. Obviously, keep uh, persistent, consistent, and just dedicated to what you're doing, and play the long game. It's lasting change, not mm-hmm. quick fixes that we're after. And that's the thing. It's is that there's that lifelong change. That we want when it comes to our mental physical emotional and spiritual health i think you're you're right tanya though it's like it's it's an it's an everlasting journey really because we're always learning about ourselves always if we go a whole day and we don't learn a single thing about ourselves then we're not paying attention as far as i'm concerned right, right? Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we need we need to lean into that process and yet yeah, like you said like change can happen in a moment it can it can change in an it, it like you can create transformation in a decision that you make and then from the mm-hmm. actions that you take, but it's the consistency of those actions that really starts to, I think, contribute to the proof that we sometimes need, sometimes need mm-hmm. about who we are. Because mm-hmm. like you were talking about earlier is, you know, we go for a long period of our life, maybe living on somebody else's terms, not knowing, not knowing who we are, that sometimes we need some, some proof. We need some evidence to show, no, mm-hmm. I am this person that I'm choosing. This is me. There's the proof. And then we see it every single day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, you still have people that are adult are still living, you know, trying to be the person that their parents wanted them to be. Yeah. No, you know, you had to step up at a point and say, you know what? No, I'm going to go out and find mm-hmm. out who I am, yeah. you know? And I mean, I will say for me, um, even when I was serving in ministry, you know, I, I stayed upon that ministry for like 20 something years, but that I felt like there was more to me you know, then where, where I was. So I, I stepped away from that ministry to really go and find myself. And when I did that, I found out that, you know, I began to find out the things, you know, more things that was inside of me, you know, about and about me. And, you know, and I began to, and the thing is a lot of times when you don't know who you are spiritually, you have to begin praying and asking God, show me me, show, show me who, show me who I am and stuff like that. And, and it's like when he begins to show you that and he show you the area that you may need to work on, work on it. You know what I'm saying? He's not showing, showing you yourself to hurt you, but he's showing you because those areas that he, he's, cause he's going to show you your strength and your weaknesses, right? He's going to show you where, you know, it, he, a lot, there's a lot of things that he will show you about yourself. Once you ask him, and be truthfully about it. You have to be ready for what he's going to show you. Yeah, be careful what you, you wish definitely for. Definitely <laughs> have to be ready for what he what he's going to show you. He, he 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 will, and that's what happened for me. 
I mean, it's been continued even to this day, it's still been happening for me. And I just began, whatever he showed me, I began building myself up in, the, in that area. And, be, and I find out that helps build more self-confidence in me when I can work on the areas that I'm weak in. That's, yeah, and I mean, he so could, I mean, it, it may be an area that you can be very passive in, you know, like I said, afraid to say no, you know, mm-hmm. and God to show that no, you know, you giving you giving too much of yourself away when you're afraid to tell people no. That's when you open up the door for be to be taken advantage of, you know. Mm-hmm. But those he's gonna show you those areas. So you have to be ready. <laughs> <laughs> and in your experience on your personal journey, and you're being shown, you're being shown these these maybe obviously in circumstance however it is you're being shown does it get louder if you ignore it pretty much yes yeah. it does <laughs> it does because like i say when when you ask it's gonna happen i mean yeah. it's gonna i mean it, it, it's gonna be reminders here and there you know what i'm saying and what are you gonna do yeah you you're gonna continue to try to ignore it but i mean it's for you to pay attention to it those areas that he wants you to pay attention to and begin to work on, you know, you may not be able to work on them all at once, but at least start begin to work on yeah. at least keep to build, build yourself up, you know? Yeah. I own it. Right. Even like you said, mm-hmm. if you, even if you can't work on it right now, or you can't work on everything at once, just, just own where you are, be responsible for that and be like, okay, I get mm-hmm. it. I, I see it. <laughs> I'm aware. Yeah. I hear you. And then you get to carry on along the way and figure yeah. it out. Right? Oh, self, be self-accepting. You have to accept mm-hmm. the good and the bad about yourself, you know, and make change. Absolutely. Definitely. So uh, Tanya, is there anything else you would love to add to this conversation? You think our readers or our listeners, sorry, not readers, but our listeners really need to hear. So any like final parting words of wisdom? Um, words of wisdom, you know, like I say, it's more of getting, like I said, getting to know yourself, you know, begin to make the decision to start choosing you, follow the path that's right for you um, so that you can live. It, so that you can become a better version of yourself and begin to live a better life for yourself, you know, because you can't keep living your life for everybody else. You, you can't do that because you end up wearing yourself out and not being your true self. So, you know, that's why I say, you know, really begin to know what choosing you mean to you because the way I had to choose myself may not be the way that, you know, somebody else needs to choose themselves. So, you got to really figure out what choosing you mean for you, you know. I mean, choosing you may mean, um, you know, you you might be in a bad, toxic relationship. Choosing you may mean making the decision to walk away, you know, and saying, you know what, I deserve better. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna come out of this toxic relationship, and I'm not gonna look back because I deserve better. You know, it it can just be mean a matter of that, you know. Just people allowing people to walk over you. I, I, you know, in the book, I talk about breaking, breaking uh, the negative cycles, you know, where you constantly keep doing the same old thing and you keep getting negative results. You have to begin to start breaking those cycles. That means start doing something different, you know, making a, making a wise choice. So pretty much that's, that's a whole part of choosing you. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. I, I think um, obviously we'll put the notes in 
with, with the links to where people can come and find your book for sure. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show today because I, I don't think enough people are talking about identity and what that really means, how it's really at the core of everything. Um, mm-hmm. So thank you so much for, for the work that you're doing in the world and for, for being such a beautiful person of service and, and for using your own journey to in, not only inspire people, but to, to genuinely care as well and help people heal and restore. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. So where, you are. Where, where can people find you? So anyone listening that want to check out who you are, check out where they can find your book, where where's the best place to contact you? Um, they can contact, um, my website is arisealec.com um, and then my book is on uh, Amazon. They can find my, you know, this is, this is my book. Um, they can find it right now. It's selling on Amazon. Um, yeah, but, you know, I'm also on, on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Also, you know, I'm on, my name on Instagram is Tanya choosing me, <laughs> choosing me again yeah. <laughs> on nice. Instagram, but I'm also not on LinkedIn. So Cool. You're everywhere. Right. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'm just so, not on Twitter yet. Yeah. <laughs> me neither. Me neither. Yeah. Me neither. <laughs> awesome. Um, just, just quickly for anyone who's maybe listening to this but not watching the video, what's the name of your book that you just held up there? Um, my book is um, called Arise, Get Up, and Start Choosing You Again. Perfect. So it gives practical. It, it will give you practical steps to help you start choosing you again awesome so all the links will be up on the show notes guys so anyone listening so it's easy to find uh, you can go find tanya find a book buy it read it and i'm sure you'll love it so just want to say one more time thank you for joining us it's been such a pleasure being talking to you and thank you for sharing your story with us all today thank you thank you all so much yeah it was a pleasure if you enjoyed this episode and you haven't done so already hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode then share it with a friend who you think might benefit spread the word that's how we're going to impact the world by helping each other we appreciate you so much and as always unconditional love and wellness to you